Hello everyone, welcome to Raising Pitney Podcast. This is my very first episode and it is long overdue. I know, I know, I know, but better late than never and done is definitely better than perfect. With me today is my very good friend and colleague, Shanique Donaldson. But before I even go to Shanique, let me say, for those who do not know, I am a mother of two girls, Anna and Mia. Anna is four almost five she'll be five in july and mia will be two in october so that is my life my life is full of mommy stuff all day every day and shanique has a one-year-old son almost two so welcome shanique thank you for being my very first guest thank you for obliging me and thank you for sharing finally thanks for having me simone okay so where do we start First, let me ask, um, what has life been like for you as a mother? How has it been? Ooh, well, um, life as a mother has been very hectic. Um, I don't think anybody can adequately prepare you for what to expect with motherhood. That's true. Um, it probably varies with, with mothers, but I think the one constant with everybody is that your life really change. Um, how, if it changes for the for the better or for the worse, I guess going to depend on the person and the situation. But for sure, um, your life your life will definitely change because mine has. Okay. Um. Quickly though, how was? Did you have a good pregnancy? How was? How was yours? Was it eventful? No, pregnancy for me was was awesome. Um. I didn't have the complaints that a lot of people had with swollen feet. I didn't have a lot of my features change and I didn't gain a lot of weight. So all I had was really belly weight. Um, the only That's little good. Did you have thing, any nausea or did you have any um, what do you call it, cravings? Cravings, no. Um, but I had a little bit of nausea, I guess, in the first trimester. But not a lot and mine would come on mostly in the afternoons so i didn't oh. have morning sickness yeah the evening sickness. Um, evening sickness i've heard about that i've yeah. never probably mine. outside of you i've never met anybody yeah. who experienced that mine mine was in the evening so um what i usually do is after work when it comes on i usually buy a pack of the sour sweets oh. and that's what i usually take and then i'll just sleep in my car until the traffic usually oh i remember over. that yeah yeah so now i had the evening <laughs> evening sickness not morning sickness oh, and then oh. one other little thing I, I developed gestational diabetes um simply because i used to just drink box drinks not juice <laughs> box drinks every single day prior guess, to becoming pregnant i guess you learned the price of doing that right to becoming pregnant it was water for lunch no every day it had to be box drinks and so i developed gestational diabetes so what was what was labor like for you so labor was non-existent <laughs> because i had a c-section um the card was wrapped around adam's neck um which we signed an ultrasound the Monday before giving birth, the Friday. So oh. as a result, I had to do C-section. But um, leading up to the C-section, while I was on the table with the C-section, it was it was okay. Didn't have any 
abnormal reaction while it was going on it was so did you did you um did you go to sleep did they put you to sleep at any point no so i did a spinal tap so i didn't sleep at all so did you want to pass out no i didn't want to pass out my only issue at that time was the annoying drip iv that was in my hand but outside of that i didn't have any reaction at all to the spinal tap to anything at all i mean just the whole process of the spinal tap was a little funny because you know you could move while they were right right inserting the needle in your back and i remember at one point i asked what was i supposed to expect and it's like a little electric shock and when i was told that lo and behold i felt it and i remember just screaming out in laughter and the doctors had to calm me down and warn me that remember you can't move but i wasn't laughing because it was great it just felt weird weird because it really felt like an electric shock i did not i had cesarean section but i for the first 15 minutes of my surgery i I was awake well for first 15 minutes within the first 15 minutes mia was out i had c-section for my second child Within the first 15 minutes, Mia was out. And then after that, I went to sleep and I woke up when I was when it was time to, for them to push me back to my room. But I slept the entire period. So I didn't know anything. And I didn't have, I didn't feel any electric shock. I don't know. I'm wondering if, if I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> probably I did. Yeah, I probably More did. stories, more interesting stories <laughs> with that experience. So, okay, so you have the baby now and you are in your room and there's a baby that bring the baby back to the room. How did you feel? Um, I... Did you feel accomplished? Did you feel... No. Outside of being tired or maybe... No, I wasn't little... tired either, but I didn't feel accomplished either. You know, this this thing that everybody... Well, some people will tell you that, boy, it's immediate love. I didn't get any of that. So I didn't feel this immediate love. Oh, my God. I didn't feel... I just didn't. I just didn't have this overwhelming well, love. I was just looking at this little baby and just trying and just saying, "Okay, what have I done?" <laughs> I think that was really the thoughts that were going through my mind. Was okay, okay. So I've brought him into this world. What do what I do, do now? now? So who was there with you? Um, so my husband was there, and and my cousin. Um, and I have a very close-knit family. So right, right. My cousin was there with me throughout the entire surgery. She opted not to come in just to allow Andrea and I to be together. But, I mean, she could have come in. But she came before the surgery, stayed with me until and- after the baby was born and everything. So she was there. Um, breastfeeding was not a breeze. I didn't breastfeed at all anyway. So Why, even though? the first couple of minutes, them trying to get Adam to latch, he, wouldn't, he just wouldn't latch. He wouldn't I've heard latch. about... I've heard about that. My thing with latching, no, I don't even, I do not even know what latching means to be honest and how it works because I thought this, tell me if this was your experience. Mm -hmm. You put the baby on the breast, the baby knows what to do and the baby suck. That's what I thought too. But then I have, um, D cup breasts. So that would consider, I guess, big for some people who like and glorious because I had a cup (laughs) and after baby, I went below a, so. I couldn't, I couldn't get I some. I couldn't take some. But the thing is that I have inverted nipples. And I guess some people can... My nipples are just not naturally perky. I don't have defined nipples like some people do. Right. So um, I figure he didn't have a defined nipple to latch on. 
And it was afterwards I was the nurse was saying to me that um, if I didn't know that I was supposed to massage the nipples to get them out. I, I didn't know that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, no. well, but surprisingly, when I was mentioning it to some family members, one of my aunts said to me that when they were pregnant and used to go to clinic in the country, the, the, the nurses at the clinic would tell, tell them, you everything. Would tell them everything. So the nurse at that point would have looked already at your, your, your breasts and would have known if you had the inverted nipples. And, and prepare you ahead of time. Yeah, that you must not massage it. And and, and that now that you say that, Chani, that makes a lot of sense because... I find, especially talking to my mother, that a lot of information we're no longer given. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that I learned about being a mother and even being pregnant outside of seeing somebody with a growing tummy, I found out on my own. So, that was one of the things I miss being in the country yeah. and being surrounded yeah. by all of the support. But yeah. Yeah. but he wouldn't laugh, so there was no breast. So, what would happen is that nurses would come in, try to help me. To get him onto the breast, and he would just cough and behave as if he was going to throw up. Oh my! He would just not. And I guess that increased the anxiety. Yeah, man. And 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 I had gone through a little trauma after um, giving birth to Adam as well because I'm allergic to NSAIDs. Um, what those is are that? Painkillers. Okay. So um, my doctor and I had spoken about it from before, and we had agreed on another me- medication that was not an NSAID. So after the surgery, I was given the medication, but then lo and behold, I was allergic to it. Oh my. So my eyes started getting swollen. Oh so there was, so the doctor decided that I would have to tough out the pain with just panadine, which is like a little upgrade from Oh Panadol. my gosh, I need me feel Yeah. Feel. So my body, based on what the doctor was saying to me was that my body was in shock from the pain and just the trauma. So what you found too is that the milk was just not coming oh either. I can I, I can just imagine how you feel because there was a period a few times where when the medication because I did not have your experience, mm-hmm. everything worked and the pain went away. But just and it, it is so interesting how how the time when you get the medication because just as it is about to wear off, it's almost like you feel the cuts. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the medication and oh, that must have been. Yeah. So I can just imagine if you have to be in that sustained mm-hmm. um, pain. feeling pain yeah. for for any time. And I started having what you call spinal headaches afterwards too. Oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> so I remember saying it to the doctor, just thinking that it's something that happens after. And like she was in total shock. She started to ask me how long I was having them, how frequent they were. And I was trying to figure out why did she look so panicky and was asking me all these questions. And she said, this is something that's very serious because if it is sustained, they would have to take me back into surgery Whoa. to drain the fluid from my head. So one of the nurses came in and started to help me along. She told me that I had to lay flat on my back once yes. I, I, I started getting the pain. Yes. And I had to um, get a liter of Pepsi because I said the Pepsi worked well with combating the, the... anesthesia. Um, so, so I that worked drank, for you? Yeah, so I drank a liter of Pepsi, like straight. You must Pepsi, have peed a lot. They said the caffeine actually combated. Work against yeah. it. So one liter of Pepsi and just anytime I felt it, they said to just some... lay straight on my back because right. that started to get the fluid um, started running steady. Right, right. But that was horrible. And I remember hiding and not telling the doctor. When I was feeling it, because she was telling me that if I, if it continued while I was in the hospital, I wouldn't be discharged. 
and I just Ooh. really wanted to go home. So I remember. See, so, so were you going through that for days? Yeah, man. I went through it for days, mm-hmm. even when I was discharged for days. I think a lot that and the pain, um, the breast milk did was just so stubborn. I you weren't come. comfortable no, enough for everything to just work. Trauma, so. so you left the hospital maybe two or three days after you have yeah. you gave birth, and now you're home with your new baby. And you're still not gung ho over Adam because you're going through other things like even just stuck thinking about the the headache thing and all of that. What happened next? How was it? How was the support with your husband? I mean, I figure your mother or somebody was there. So, mommy was there. Mommy was not good with the baby because it was years since that she, she had... had taken care of a baby. Um, so, the, the support from her was good because she would do the cooking and the cleaning. Okay. So, I didn't so have at that. least you didn't have that so to had, deal with. You know, hot meals. Regular meals. The cornmeal porridge. The thing is, Andrew was very, very supportive like the first weeks of Adam birth because of, with me in the pain and everything, and, you know, your C-section, you go home, you can barely, for the move, first couple of yes. days, move. Can be, the they baby, have to wipe right, up and all of that. And then the baby waking up like every two hours yes. to eat. By the time, sometimes I'm getting off the bed because I had him in a bassinet to try and get to him. Andrew would have already been up and getting the milk and feeding him. Right. And when he wanted to be soothed, most of the times, for as I said, for the first couple of weeks, when Adam Andrew had him more than I did. That's really commendable on his part, mm-hmm. though, because for a lot of women, the men, even if they're there... Mm-hmm. The baby start crying, they bring the baby to yeah, you. And I pulled on it. I was the opposite. When Adam started crying, I would just look at Andrew and beg him, take him, take him up, like, take him. And he would. Because he knew at that time that... I Big up yourself, did. Andrew. If you're listening, I hope you're listening. You did very well there. Yeah, he did very well. The first couple of weeks, he did very, very well um, with soothing Adam and getting... So um, at what point did you know that the, there would be no breastfeeding when you gave up on breastfeeding? Um, I think it was probably the first two weeks after because at that point now I'm out of the hospital and Adam needs to be fed. Right. Um, so look Was he a big baby? For me, you know, he weighed seven, like an ounce, less seven pounds. Okay, okay. But Average. lucky for me, I um, had um, bottles right. <laughs> that I'd gotten from my show and stuff. So I had that prepared. But I realized that he started just getting his food from his bottles um i started oh. pumping so when the my milk came down 10 days after giving birth whoa that's long yeah so when it came down i started pumping because so normally it's like in. three days really yeah mine was 10 days so he started i started pumping after that but i didn't get a lot like for the first so for the first two weeks i could get probably three meals for him right um, but then i have to substitute with formula but the more you started reading and you started seeing a lot of information that once they got used to the, the nipple yes, and it probably flow um, faster than probably yes, the breast yes, would and, that's yes. a, and it, it's less work on the baby that they would they probably, get more accustomed and prefer it. I realized Adam latched once and it was at six weeks and it was just out of the blue, I bathed him and I just said, come on, let, let's try, try this. this and again. I put the, 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 the nipple in his mouth. And he latched, and I was so excited. I even took a video with him oh, and man. shared it with my family to say, guys, I can finally get rid of the bottle because Adam is latching. And then the next feed, I tried it with Adam, and it was the same bawling and carrying that on. That must have been rough. As if he was going. I was so disappointed and hurt. 
So it was after that I decided I'm not going to put myself back through it again mm-hmm. because I'm, I was just just the feeling of him latching and then not latching again. That was it for me. So it was, it was about the the six week mark that I finally, finally, finally gave up. Uh-huh. But even before that, I mean, he was on the nipple. So I knew somewhere in my the back of my head that it yeah. was going to be extremely difficult for him to latch at that point yes. because he was already used to the nipple. From the bottle. So, at that point, when so you're still not able to breastfeed, how did you recover from uh, being from the surgery while being at home? Was it hard for you moving around, um, start getting back feelings in your in your stomach, and not being able to shower? I had to do the wipe up thing for a couple, of, and it was kind of icky. But yeah. <laughs> how was it for you? Well, I mean, my mother Did said you start I was very strong. feeling like more bonded, sorry to cut you, more bonded with the baby by then? Not really. Um, probably about, probably the first month was when I actually started, you know, feeling some type of, and it was more of a, a feeling that, listen, I brought him into this world, so yes, I'll have to, to protect, protect him. him. So it's more of a protective sort of a thing now that... Oh my God, he's so little. He can't yes. help himself. I've so now brought him into this world, him. so I'm responsible for him. But but you know what's funny? Because you, while you did not get the fuzzy feeling of oh my God and whatever you see in the movies and stuff, it is still that instinct that that kicks in that okay, I'm responsible for this person, mm-hmm. and I have to ensure that he's okay. For different persons, it is it is different things. I remember when I had my first child, I'm like. I'm responsible for how this person is going to be in this right. world, which means that my behavior, not that I think I was living La Vida Loca, but I think I, I had a few things to change. Like, I will not accept this anymore because yeah. my child must see me as a stand-up person and all of that. So I think it is inherent that those kinds of feelings come. But for a lot of persons, not necessarily me, where I, I've had, I had other problems, not necessarily those. But... For a lot of persons who feel like you were feeling, did you say to anyone? Did you share it with anyone? Did you think it was normal? No, I, 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 I didn't think it was normal. Um, but I recognize that I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it. So even one of the things that yes. happened after I gave birth to Adam and when I went home is that my, my thumb on my right hand literally separated from the rest of my hand hold on i had to buy a you know the thing that you put your hand in like a cast like a cast i had to go and get a medicated cast to put my hand in to sort of steady my thumb and when i went to the doctor she was saying it was probably because of how i was holding adam i was holding adam and my thumb was always sort of bracing back but it was horrible. Like my and it was thumb, painful. Yeah, man, and it literally separated. like it separated from my hand. Like I could feel it, like it was not on my hand anymore. I, 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 I'm just finding it so hard to imagine that. Yeah. And then you realize, like, you you bring ten mothers together, mm-hmm. and they share ten different yeah. experiences. It is because I've I've really never seen that one either. But I remember I had to to after going to the the gynecologist and just explaining to her what was happening, and she right. saw. At the pain and she was examining me and so she recommended that I get one and I think it's a splint yes I think that, that is what they call right. it so I had to go to the pharmacy and get one fitted for my right hand but it was how how did you 
deal with whatever you were feeling and did you at any point talk to anybody um and did you did you put a name to what you were feeling i had girlfriends who you know just had babies before so like even vanessa athena right i remember reaching out to them like hello guys like you didn't tell me that this is how we're going to feel so i remember vanessa at one point had told me that she had what you call the blues which was like a shortened version of the postpartum right. depression because I eventually d- developed the postpartum depression. But um, but reading and explaining it to the gynecologist, and because I remember I, I just didn't want to come out of the house at all. I just wanted to stay in my room. I remember um, the girls from work wanted to come and visit me because I figured that they realized something was wrong. And, on the and day, they reached out. Yeah, and they reached out to, to visit me and to come and play games and stuff. And on the day they were supposed to come, I totally cancelled. Whoa. Because I just didn't feel up to it at all. And, you know, they eventually came. And that's when, when I was speaking with the gynecologist and telling her, because even my first, my six weeks checkup with the gynecologist, yes. I cancelled that too. What? Yeah, because I just didn't have the energy to come out of the house at all. And then I rescheduled and when I went to her, I was telling her what was happening and she she was so first she was shocked. She apologized for not reaching out a lot more and yes. for not trying to find out why I'd cancelled. Um, and she was even offering medication at that point to help wow, me along. And to I told her that no, I'll try and, and thought I'd tough it out. Yes. Because I know the side effects of some of those medications can actually make it worse at times. And I just wanted as best as I could have been to be there in my best self for, for you, Adam. Right. But yeah, but I, I actually started to be very open about it. I didn't hide it from anybody. I just told people how I was feeling. I just never felt I, I think I think first of all I really applaud your bravery. I, I really I think that was very you being so brave will help a lot of people. I know you have spoken about this before prior to this uh, session and it takes a lot for us to be vulnerable because a lot of things I experienced, nobody told me. And I used to be upset at one point that nobody told me this one. And then I realized after having my second child that I cannot blame anybody because a lot of the experiences they did not have. Because the, some of the experiences I had with, with Mia, I did not have it with Anna. Yeah. Yeah. So I can even vouching for myself. I'm like, Simone cut, cut people some slack. But a lot of us are not even allowed to be vulnerable or, not, or are not brave enough. Mm-hmm. And so we keep things bottled up that can help us and help other people. For me, I, I remember I read that I said, oh, you're not supposed to drive. And I was home with Anna, who knew a baby was in my tummy, but she did not, did not expect the baby to come out and create so much havoc in her life. And she's like, when is this? She never really said, when is this baby going back? But she's like, mommy, what about me? Yeah, what about yeah. me? And then my apartment was not the biggest, which is an understatement. It was cozy, but... And then, so I had... To me, it's like, I wanted time to myself. And then, as you know, I couldn't move around and stuff. And I read that I'm not supposed to drive, but that was my time. So I'd go in the car and I'd run errands. And so I could talk to myself. I could just breathe. I could bought the music and just get some quiet time. And I find that if it is even for 20 minutes, it kind of helped to, you know, bring me back Mm -hmm. a little bit Mm -hmm. to, 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 to tackle everything again. But I didn't think I had postpartum depression. I thought that... I just wanted more time to myself. I thought that I had a, I, I thought I needed more support, and I had a nanny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but then Danny went home at yeah. a certain time and then it was that was really when I think I needed a nanny and so I I didn't think I, I think I, I I didn't think I handled that very well the fact that I just wanted more support I think that was really my problem but go um, screaming in the car when when nobody is our costume clerk that happened to that helps and play some music and you know and come back it kind of get me together pretty much and then we ride it out and then something there but so did you tell your husband oh yes i never hide it from him i remember one night adam woke up in the middle of the night just crying crying you know dead ass tired because i used to love my sleep and my comfort so yeah that's one of the change the big change is the sleep i remember complaining about it and somebody said sleep deprivation is a thing you know because that's what they used to punish people in the past <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, was, that was a part of your yeah, argument yeah. okay so i remember one night adam was crying and i was just so um tired and andrew was there sleeping and i just said to him that look here take him from me before i throw him away and he was there ignoring me until i said that he jumped up and grabbed the baby from like, me okay this yeah. this could be serious but i didn't i didn't hide it from him either and i think that's why he was so supportive during those that's first really couple sweet of months though andrew he knew like father's day is coming up yeah. just for that memory you'll get more gifts <laughs> that's really sweet though yeah. that's really nice yeah. because one especially in jamaica postpartum depression and and mental illness overall we do not tend to handle it well we ignore it or think okay the person are just mm-hmm. is creating much ado so for him to receive it so well and 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 act accordingly for the most part i don't know if you still had other problems, but you have to give him kudos. Kudos yeah, to no, you, Andrew. Him kudos. And you can know that he had the baby a lot because even going back, even now, the first couple of months, there was no pictures with me and Adam. It's just oh, Andrew and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed out yes. because he's the one who always had him anyway. So yes. I can barely even know if I'm going to early picture with me and Adam. I had when he was just born and probably one or two after, probably even within that first month or two months yes with adam being born most of the pictures are with him and andrew but hardly any with me and adam because andrew did have him most of the time so when did you think you you came out of that phase when did you think okay i'm good now or i'm getting there i came out probably to be honest i think a lot changed drastically at the six week mark really yeah a lot also. for me because he started sleeping longer Oh. Yeah, Adam. Adam was one of those babies who started sleeping long early. That so that was great. You are so yeah, blessed. At the six week mark, he started sleeping much longer, and the fussiness he started sleeping without having to be on me all the time. Oh my gosh, Just like by himself. Like I you are so lucky. So I think I, I went through hell with the first six weeks, but then it cleared. That God said, let me give her a God, break. God said, she can't take no more. Break. Yeah. So my break came at the six week mark. I'll never forget it, that it came. Not that the, the depression went away, because the depression, I think, lingered for like, I think I had a depression for probably like four or five months. Whoa. Um, but the thing started looking up with Adam and me, um, were probably at the six week mark. So, um... In, in, in the change that you recognized was happening, how did you deal with it? What did you start to do differently to, say, quote-unquote, bond with Adam or 
starting to enjoy the experience. Yeah, well, I just started taking him a lot more, like keeping him, and not as soon as him start crying to try and find out where Andre is to soothe okay, him. Okay, so okay, okay. So I started trying to trying to soothe him, you know, on my own. Um, within and that time, too, I learned that I needed to make his bottle way before because when he got hungry, he got really bad in terms of the crying and yeah. everything. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of those things changed. I started walking him in the complex um, in terms of pushing him out in his stroller yes. a little bit more and I realized he enjoyed that. And, and I guess by virtue of that, you ex- you enjoyed it too. Yeah, yeah, and by virtue of that, I enjoyed it. The truth is, you know, I was never one of those persons who were gung-ho about a baby. Yeah. So I was not one of those who was counting down my biological clock and said, boy, I have to, or had a yearning that I must have a child. I always or, said I'm not yeah. maternal. Right, and I don't think I, I was. Um, up, I up don't to think now. I was. I, don't think I think I, I do. I, I love my children. I'm yeah. extremely protective yeah. of them and crazy and all of that, but mm-hmm. just them. Yeah, yeah. I always knew that, all right, eventually I'm going to have one. Um... I mean, now sometimes I say, oh, if I have money, I'll have to. But I was never that person who was gung-ho and you must body, have a child and you see somebody else's child. And if you can't have it, then, you know, you, you cut yourself. Yeah. I was upset. And so I was never one of those persons. So I think that probably contributed to how um, that I didn't warm up just to the whole experience initially because yes. I wasn't... So to me, because I never saw one say, Oh, hallelujah, and you know the baby's here and oh I love you so, so much and I'm Did you so the flip side to that the flip side question to that, okay, so this is happening now and it is not the greatest experience. It's why I'm never one open because <laughs> <laughs> all of this I can do without all of this right now. Uh, yeah, trust me. So were you like me, where Google was your best friend? Oh, yes. Google was my best friend. Like, all hours of the night, mm-hmm. um, I would be up reading stuff. So, if I see a spot on Adam, I would be up reading. I and I subscribed to... It was, I think it was Baby Center. Yes, I did Baby Center. Yeah, and Baby Center had well. a lot of newsletters. And you could form a baby group with, with yes, children. Yes, they do. They have that support. Yes. the same time as yes. Adam. So, people would, from all over the world, would be putting that... Oh, they're crying, or oh, expect this. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is not this is normal, this is not abnormal to your child. Um, and they would, you know, just a whole heap of different things. So every night, I get a newsletter with stuff from, from the different, and that helped a lot. And it helped a lot. I found that a lot of persons, like persons in my family and um, extended family, they were upset with me because they're like, a Google is a pitney, but you have pitney already. And I'm like, no, I'll trust Google any day over you. Because even mommy, mommy had five kids before. And then you ask mommy, mommy, what are you doing when this happened? Um, I work in. Yet still something else happened. I never do this mm-hmm. again. I never mm-hmm. do this again. Like, okay. Yeah, my mother's we the just same work thing. with Google. My mother's the same thing. Because my mother, um, when the baby started crying, she started panicking too. Like, oh my God, oh my God, Shani, get him, get him. He's like, mommy, you should, you should know yeah, about but this. But afterwards... Anything else? Oh no, but you didn't know you're not supposed to. Like, what? <laughs> Mommy, chill. So you're more, inconsistent. Yes, a lot of Google and, and just subscribing to um, a lot of the the different um, motherhood stuff. Yeah, and, um, they, and they helped. And they helped. And they helped because it sort of calmed me with a lot of the panic I had with uh, with some stuff. That's so every little thing that happened to Adam, I would I would read about and then. 
and I mean, you have you'd have to have the presence of mind to sort of sift the information yes, as to yes. what is not correct, what is correct, and what, what is consistent, yeah, what, what is, is consistent. Yes. Right. And um, that is really why I created this podcast because I got a lot of help, well, mainly from Google, but a lot of people because um, a lot of people have reached out to me, a lot of women, even fathers too. Um, about how did it go for you what do you recommend and all of that and i said let me share this because i think there's value to be to be had and everybody you don't know who this will help but um i think we're going to end it here for today shanique thank you so much this was awesome the time half an hour went by just like that so you will definitely have to come back and we have lots more to share adam is all adam will be two in November. November, so and, I'm sure the stories. Uh, yeah, Mia is going to be two in October, October. Yeah. and and one of the beauty of us having babies so close is that they they can have playdates. Yes. They have had playdates, and Corona kind of put a spoke <laughs> in in the recent months, but it will happen soon. Thank you for coming and sharing with me, Shanik. I really appreciate no this. I really appreciate you just letting people know that it's okay. To not be okay it really is trust me it's a trial and error thing guys that's what i keep telling everybody trial and error just once you don't kill them then we're good yeah i said that too like and and this is i'll end on this note which me anna my first child will say and like i bring you here i can take you out here but on a happier note thank you for your time thank you for stopping by and until next time Subscribe to my podcast and follow us on Instagram at Raising Pickney. Bye, guys.